Welcome to the Women Empower podcast, where women entrepreneurs share their stories, struggles, and accomplishments. We are here to listen to women in all walks of life, from starting a business to running million-dollar companies, from personal to business, and everything in between. Let's get started. Here's your host, Brie Logue. Hey, everyone. I'm your host, Brie Logue, and this is the Women Empower podcast. Today, we have Kakua Kobagashua. Did I say that correctly? Kobashikawa with HVIC Development and the Empowerment Coach. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad to be here. Sorry I butchered your name. That's just, you know, it's a tough one. Do you get that a lot? My entire life. Don't worry about it. So tell us a little bit about you and what you're currently doing. As you mentioned, I'm an empowerment coach. I work with women to help them build self-respect, self-love, all of the things that we really don't grow up consciously thinking of. And so we get into adulthood and kind of don't realize that we are lacking those things because, you know, no one ever taught us. So I, my dream is that the world changes when women are uplifted because when women are uplifted, they lift their children, their spouses, their communities. And that's my long-term vision. My mission in life is really to help women change the world. Ooh, I love that. That's such a powerful statement. So let's just dive right in. Uh, Self-love and (laughs) is so difficult. I think women just in general really struggle with. Oh, yeah. And we have we just we don't even conceive of how little we have for the simple fact that we've never been taught. It's like it's just not encultured in our society, in American society, whereas, you know, we can look at our husbands, our brothers, our fathers. And their level of self-respect is just kind of ingrained. They're they're naturally encultured into that. And we grow up and we get to kind of what I call the what the fuck point in adulthood. And we're like, why? Why do I do this? Why do I feel this way? And until we really hit that moment of realization that, oh, I I did that and I didn't know I was doing it. You know, we can't change what we don't realize we're doing. So helping women find that self-awareness is, I find the key. Some women, you know, they realize it and then they're like, that's it. That's the, the switch has been flipped and that's all they really needed was to realize it. And then some women who mostly the older women, because, because it's just so ingrained, it's hard to change that reputation with the self and, and really working on the actions that will bring about the inner change is where I focus with them. Awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. I think for me, like I was definitely like overcompensating my confidence when I was like, I can like, if I look back now, I'm like, oh, when I was younger, I was like, I was so much more confident. I was like, I think I definitely kind of had to grow into my confidence. And I think the more you, what does Ed Milet say? When you um, do the things you say you're going to do, you build that self-confidence with yourself. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I, if (laughs) my backstory is insane because I thought, I thought, I was super confident. I thought I was so empowering. I thought I was, you know, a feminist and all those things. And in a small degree, I was, but it was really a front. And I didn't realize that at the time. And I was just riddled with insecurity. And it was, it was pompous. It was inc- completely based in my body. Like, was I stronger than you? Was I prettier than you? Was I smarter than you? It was entirely conditional to being superlative to someone else, which 
you know, of course, now I know that's that's the entire opposite of being confident. But, you know, until we know, we don't know. Exactly. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your journey? How did you start this coaching business? I had been in the fitness industry since uh, since my divorce, which was way back in 2009. And I had tripped and stumbled upon this dude named Andy Frisella and he had the MFCEO podcast. And at the time I thought to myself, I wanted to start like a t-shirt company, a small clothing line, because I wanted clothing that represented who I was in fitness and in just in life, because there's very much a dichotomy of like, you're either in cardio and you're doing Zumba and you're, you know, doing all the fun stuff or you're super hardcore and you lift and all of this. And I did both of them and I loved both of them. And I, so I, you know, wanted to create my own clothing line. And, and so I followed him and I listened to him and I learned from him because I'm going to learn about business. That's what this is about. I'm going to learn about business. And it really developed me all around the MFCEO podcast became very informative and educational to me as an entire woman and not just as a person who thought well, I can, I can do this and it's plus and minus and it's easy to balance it out and all that stuff. And then when he started his uh, group with Ed Milet, you know, Arate, I thought, well, this is it. I'm going to take off like a rocket. I'm going to be amazing. I'm going to be a badass. And through that deeper level of self-development was where I really discovered how insecure I was because I had to think to myself, why do I feel so, why do I dislike all these women? they're doing great things. I'm empowering. Why don't I, why don't I like them? Why don't I like seeing what they're doing? And that was, you know, that was about a year and a half journey to really dive into myself and understand why I felt so disempowered around women who were empowered differently than I was. So as I grew all of the things that I learned in my own personal development, I incorporated them in my classes with my clients, as I was running my gym, like with my staff, all of that. And, you know, we, we come to realize that it's so much more important than the physical is the mental aspect. And there just came a point one day where I realized, you know, the mindset things that I work on with my clients, the mindset things that I work on with my staff, with my students, with my friends is so much more, not only impactful, but fulfilling to me that I wanted to make that shift. Like I felt I could do something more than, oh, I can help you make the jeans look better. Oh, I can help you lose 10 pounds. Like I wanted to have a more valuable impact in the world. And, and that was my shift that, that was like, there was just no going back from that. I also think um, with the fitness and mindset portion, I think it's very easy if you don't have that mindset to slip back into those old habits and old ways. And I think that's when people get stuck in that like vicious cycle. Absolutely. That was that was kind of my realization. Like if I've helped you, you know, lose whatever pounds or put on whatever muscle or whatever it was that you were chasing, but I didn't fix the part of you that made you need my help in the first place. Have I really helped you? No, not at all. So do you still have your clothing line, by the way? I don't. I shut that down. I have a new one that I'm kind of just starting. It's got some back-end fulfillment, so I don't do the uh, fulfillment myself. But I did start a new one, and it's not so gym-focused. It's more, you know, empowerment for women and just 
the strength that I know and feel now is the things that I design and put onto that. So I've got mm, three or four designs on there and little by little that will grow. It's not my number one focus yet, but at some point I want to help women just in all aspects. If you can wear clothes that make you feel like you want to feel, I want to be able to provide that. I love that. I'm excited to check it out. Yeah, I think uh, was I was wearing my positive energy shirt yesterday and I had like four people be like, wow, I love your shirt so much. It's just like, it's such a great feeling. And I was like, yeah, you gotta, you know, when you read it aloud, you're like, yeah, I gotta be, you know, positive. <laughs> like I'm repping yeah. this brand, you know, I gotta, gotta maintain it everywhere I go. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Like why, why wouldn't we, you know, just want to be the energy that helps make a, a good difference in the world. If you've got the choice, I can't understand why anybody would choose the opposite. Right. There are some people, but we don't talk about them. <laughs> They're going to get better, you know, eventually. Everybody just has their you know, ups and downs. Mm-hmm. So did you know you always wanted to be an entrepreneur? I did not. That was absolutely not anything that I grew up with. I, I didn't even think of myself as an entrepreneur when I had started that clothing line. I just was making the thing that I wanted. And little by little... Uh, it started to grow. That one was easy to grow because it's a clothing line and it's based around the gym. So if I show up at the fitness expos and I show up at the bodybuilding shows and stuff, you know, natural organic growth, um, which I didn't even know what that was at the time, (laughs) but little by little, it started to grow. And the bigger aspects of listening to people talk about scaling something and all of that was completely foreign to me. I have no business education. I, you know, I knew nothing before landing on Angie Frisella. So that was, it was a, an interesting journey and I'm still on that journey. I'm definitely not a business expert by any means. My, my passion and my mission isn't in business. I just have to be good at it in order for my mission to succeed. Exactly. Right. He's got, you always got to know all the business side too. I think that's something that I, definitely have learned too. you kind of like, I don't know, I'm still working in my business too. I've definitely haven't been able to step back. So I feel like there's always something you know that's going on at all times. Yeah. Um, so what have been some of the biggest struggles that you've seen as a coach or even just with yourself, um, starting your business or just in general? I think the most consistent thing that I see, especially with women and I work predominantly with women is that lack of self-belief, you know, that reputation with the self is, especially for someone who wants to get into business, they, they doubt their ability to, unless it's like a hard tangible product where you can very much quantify and qualify if it is what it says it is. It's, it's hard to develop that belief that I can provide this solution that I even know what the solution is and that anybody will see value in who I am or what I do. And that's, I mean, that's in business and just in life, women, women lack that belief, which is heartbreaking, especially when I see it in mothers, because you are the entire world to these little tiny people. They don't doubt you the smallest bit, but you do. So what's like um, one thing you could give somebody as a tip to like, what's the first little baby step you can take to start to build your self-confidence? One of the first things I like to teach in the realm of building self-confidence and self-love is to step back and evaluate the things that you want 
the things that are important to you, your core values, so that you can use them as a rubric to make your decisions. Because if you try to decide on the fly based on what you think or what you feel, you will revert into the pattern of doing the things that are maybe not in your best interest or that don't promote your sense of self. But if you take yourself out of it in the moment for the decisions that you have to make, well, does this move towards my goals? Does this fall in line with my values? Is this going to get me closer or is it going to take me farther away? Making it an action item that you can step back from and a skill that you can develop after a little while, you start to look at yourself as someone who's worth evaluating. And then at first, it is absolutely you have to just do it, even when you don't feel like it, because you have to build that reputation when you don't have it. Yeah, I love goals. That's definitely something that's been helping me so much. I have like all of my goals for the year right in front of me, right next to my desk um, every day. So I see them and I have them like in five different groups too. So I know like, oh, here's my gratitude uh, goals to the year. Like, am I doing, you know, my gratitudes every day? Um, yeah, that's been a game changer for me too. Like actually having my goals written out and like attainable goals, not just my vision board goals too. I have both of them, but definitely going to start with some attainable ones first, I think. What do you think? I think they kind of go hand in hand. The The process that I teach is for them to have the vision goal vision board, seemingly unattainable stuff, but then break it down. Cause if, like you said, if you just only ever look at the forest, you never see the trees, right? So once you have designed what the forest is, now you've got to break it down. You've got, what can I reach next week? What can I reach next month? You have to be able to have those little wins that stack up towards the big win, or you'll never believe that you can hit that big win. Exactly. I love that. So entrepreneurship has many ups and downs. How do you handle the bad days? You know, for me, it's very much a process of making sure I check the boxes that I know need to be done, even when I don't feel successful, when I don't feel valuable, when I don't feel all of the things that you want to feel when you're in business, because I understand And I mean, this is another thing that just took a while, you know, your, your cyclical hormones will change the way you feel through the month. So inevitably there are going to be days when you're really, really down on yourself. There's going to be days that you are incredibly doubtful that you are capable of doing the things that you want to do, that anyone else sees you as valuable. All of those things, they come and they go throughout the month. It's in it's inevitable. So trying to deny that is silly. So on those days, I'm like, all right, I know that this is coming. I know it's going to pass. Just do the things that you have to do, even if you don't think you're doing them well, even if you don't think that you're being successful. I like to say the unicorn days are not the days when you see the unicorns. (laughs) The unicorn days are the days when you did all of the things that it took to have the days that feel like unicorn days. Ooh, I like that. I'm going to start telling myself, I'm going to like write that down, like hanging in my office. <laughs> but um, what is it? Andy Frisilla's power list? Oh, that's helped me so much. Like if I can just do these five things every day, like they could, they change most of the days. But if I just do these five things, like I can take some time off after if I'm not feeling it that day. And other days I'm like, oh, I've already been super productive. I might as well keep going. And, you know, but some days you're right. I'm just like, I'm just going to do these three or five things that I like have to get done. And then 
that's it. Like I did it and then I can, you know, lay on the couch all day if I really want to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's important to honor where you're at. Exactly. What tips do you have for a woman who is really excited to start, but also kind of terrified to take that first step? Break the steps down smaller. Break the steps down smaller because they always look like you're facing, you know, a gigantic pyramid. And truthfully, you are. Stop looking at the top. Look at the step that's right in front of you because everything that you want is really a series of very small, very simple steps. So if you break it down into those small pieces, it doesn't look so overwhelming. It doesn't look hard to do. And then you feel successful when you've made that first step. And then all you have to do is just make the next. Exactly. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here today. I have one last question for you. Well, I have two, actually. We'll start with, what's your favorite book? To Kill a Mockingbird. To Kill a Mockingbird. You know, I haven't read that one in so long. And I have to revisit that one. It's been a while. It's a great yeah. classic. It's my son is named Atticus because he was the singular character throughout all the books that I read. And I read a lot when I was young that really exemplified what a good person was. So I read, you know, now that you mentioned that I haven't read it in several years and I do like to reread it like every few years. So now I've just called myself out. I'll make it on that <laughs> All right. Well, let's start a book club and read it together. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then HBIC, what does it mean? It stands for head bitch in charge. I love it. I knew it. I just wanted to say it. <laughs> and uh, then um, wanting to just take that word back. Right. Because when we were young, HBI, like, I don't know where I lived at, people would say things like HBIC. But at the same time, well, bitch is a bad thing. You don't want to be a bitch. But why is it bad? Well, because you said it was bad because you don't want me to step into that power. So, well, now it's my word and I'm owning it. Fuck yeah. Take it back. Taking it back. And how can people connect with you? They can find me on almost all social media. I'm not on Twitter, but I'm on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. My website has the links for all of that. That's kekuak.com. So K-E-K-U-A-K. All my links are there. Perfect. And I'll have them in the show notes as well. Well, thank you so much for being here with us today. I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Women in Power podcast. Please hit the subscribe and like button to see more episodes. New episodes air every Wednesday morning, so please join our Facebook group, Women in Power, for the latest updates and news about our podcast.